welcome to a new episode of the brand called you today we have a very very experienced human resources manager rajneesh singh rajneesh welcome to the show thank you rajneesh is a post graduate from xiss ranchi he has 31 experience years experience with aishar gillette vodafone oberoys and network 18 and he's currently the managing partner of simply hr solutions since 2011 simply hr the t-shirt that he is also wearing has been recognized several times by prominent publications rajneesh tell us something about some of the significant moments of your professional journey well uh, it, it's been about uh, three decades plus now that one has been uh, working um, and i think one has been very very fortunate to have worked with some very good brands uh, during this course of uh, the whole uh, career that i had um and i think also the one very interesting thing that one went through was also to get exposed to different industries uh, i think i started in consulting went into uh, manufacturing got into automobiles uh, then went into uh, telecom hospitality and the last one was media so i i think the entire professional journey itself is has been very rich and uh, i think because one got exposed to different industries that's coming handy now when you are on your own mm-hmm. uh, i think that exposure has been has been really helpful um, i think out of my professional journey probably three uh, organizations would really stand out where one really did some uh, interesting work uh, which was of course uh, aishir which which is where my whole grounding for ir and hr happened um and then of course chelet which was again a very good uh, two stints that i had there and the last one was network 18 which was uh, in media so that was again a wonderful experience so you know in the in the old days um i'm not that old no. uh, but when i started my career with itc in 79 uh there was no nothing called hr there was a personnel manager absolutely and there was an industrial relations and both of them used to report into uh, either the finance director of the company or the and today hr has assumed a very very significant role in every organization absolutely what has really changed in the last 3 decades so i think uh, and and again uh, if i really fall back on my journey uh, been very fortunate to have seen this transition first time uh, i think there was a time when uh, the manufacturing sector was the predominant employer and and because of the nature of the work i think ir used to play a significant role and and then there was personnel which was more about very administrative jobs that that would typically happen uh, but i think the transitions also started happening in manufacturing itself where some of the very well known companies started embarking and doing some really uh, remarkable work in 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 the space of ir and i think ir started taking shape of a very different uh, outlook altogether and uh, i think that's where hr started coming into play uh, and it was not late before hr became the center player uh, and and it's not that ir has gone away i think ir still continues to be equally important yeah uh, but i think with the service industry taking over the new tech companies taking over these sectors predominantly white collared uh, organizations i think that is where hr has now become a very very important uh, player and at the same time uh, i'm beginning to see that uh, the hr 
head or now the CHR or the Chief Human Resources Officer has become a very critical part of the CXO team Absolutely. and almost like a confidant of the CEO. Absolutely. Why, what, you know, why has this happened or what is happening here? So I, I think for the way I look at it, I think organizations is all about people. And I think that realization, uh, if, it, if, it, if it dawns upon the leadership, I think they really realize the importance of having a lot of focus on people. And I think that is where probably HR has come to play a very, very significant role right next to the CFO, perhaps. You know, so I at times see and, and also advise a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that, you know, look at your finance practices and look at your people practices. Mm -hmm. I think those are the two building blocks for a great organization if that is what you're aspiring for. So I think HR to that extent and, and increasingly it is being known now as chief people officer. You know? So even the human resource is taking up a different shape and it's becoming all the more pervasive. Mm. So I think more and more, I think the kind of times that we are looking forward to, I think HR will be really playing a large, large role in, fact, in, in impacting the companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's becoming far more pervasive Absolutely. Uh, as, as, a, as a skill Absolutely. across multiple things rather than in the old days. Absolutely. Prominence was at the time of increments and promotions. Absolutely. That, that was the only time when people would remember HR. Yeah. But I think today it, it's almost like a day-to-day -day affair and right. I think the impact runs much deeper. Much deeper. So let's talk about uh, your company, Simply HR. You know, what is the scope of services that you uh, offer through Simply HR? So we started in uh, January 2011 uh, and we started off as a HR outsource firm, purely realizing that, you know, the whole uh, two segments that were undergoing change were one, a lot of startups coming up. Number two, a lot of transformation happening in SMEs. So we typically targeted these two segments and then we thought that let's offer them the HR outsource model, share purely based on the numbers that they have as a headcount that, okay, if this is the team size, you don't need a full-time HR person, probably somebody coming in mm -hmm. once in a while should be good enough. So I think we started off like that and, and very soon realized that if this engagement has to take shape and go scale, mm -hmm. uh, we felt that technology needs to come into a big play. And that is where we started then investing in technology and we hired a lot of techies. And uh, we started developing a, a platform of our own. And that is where then we got into HR technology in a big way. And then we followed it up with hiring uh, offerings. We also now are into the training space as well. Uh, so broadly, these are the four things that we are doing uh, a lot. The outsource piece of it, uh, which is part-time, full-time, whatever the organization wants to do. And then you've got the technology, you've got the hiring, and you've got the training piece. So those okay. are the four broad okay. areas. And uh, you got uh, a group of partners. And we are four partners. So okay. all of us incidentally used to work together at Network 18. Okay. So these three gentlemen used to report unto me. Mm -hmm. And like any uh, entrepreneur story, I think one evening we're sitting in a bar and discussing what do we do next. And, uh, and we have been managing so many companies in, in a group. So why not just replicate this outside? Mm -hmm. And I think that is where probably the timing of the whole thing has been, uh, was, was really fortunate market was really opening up and a lot of uh, startup uh, getting built up. A lot of, like I said, changes happening in the SME, the family businesses, I think the younger generation taking over. And that is where a lot of conversations around HR was happening. And what made you select the elephant as your... Yeah, so we, we, we get we get asked a lot. 
uh, and of course here it is in a white but it's a it's a black elephant and uh, this is again a young uh, colleague of, of ours called Dalia who had uh, who I had asked to do, to design a logo and she came up with this very interesting one and then we correlated this with what a HR professional should be typically that you got to have large ears you got to have small mouth that you got to listen more you got to speak less you got to have a long nose so that you sense what is happening in the company you have a large body fully understand you got a large role to play in the company and you got big steps but you take it in very small strides that means do solid stuff but do it in small steps so Broadly, if you look at it, the whole uh, animal as such, we fell in love the moment yeah. that sketch came to us. And I think we have been able to, and of course, Lord Ganesha is the other, yeah. uh, you know, connect that, that is there. And of course, there's one other perspective, yeah. uh, the blind man who was stealing an Most elephant. Feeling, and he says, the more I feel, the bigger it the gets. The bigger, bigger it gets. Absolutely. So, the more pervasive yeah. you are in the yeah. organization. And I think the tagline that we chose also, small is big. I think that is where we have, we, we wanted to play small, but then eventually want to definitely go big. So, uh, Rajneesh, is uh, HR outsourcing the way for companies to look go? I think, uh, so when, it, it plays both ways. I think when times are good, uh, one should still explore it, maybe partly. Uh, but when chips are down, I think the, the kind of environment right now we are in, I think this is a time to really look at your cost because everywhere the focus is on cost. And I think this model can come really handy and helpful in the sense that it provides you the flexibility, uh, it provides you the whole uh, room for doing something more or putting that money into some, somewhere else. I mean, I was just meeting a potential client and uh, she was mentioning that I have this HR head at X cost, but I don't feel there's much to do and I'm looking out for somebody to come in once in a while. And So I think the real time is going to come now for outsource. I mean, we have seen part of it. But I, in the environment, like we are talking about the gig economy, I think the more freelancing is going to happen, that's a typical outsource model that, that's going to shape up. Correct. And, um, you know, you worked with so many people, uh, you know, uh, the, the proverbial alphabet soup, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, now millennials. <laughs> yeah. um, how have aspirations changed over the years to our millennials? Yeah. I mean, they are, as the Prime Minister calls it, the demographic dividend of this country. Correct, correct. correct. And uh, they are the future. They are the future. Absolutely. So what are your ex experiences? No, so I, I think the other thing which has been interesting is uh, since the media organization, the last corporate stint that I had worked a lot with young people. And I think once I moved out and once we were doing work with a lot of young entrepreneurs, you saw a different set of people again. I think a lot of aspiration out there within the millennials. They're, Hugely ambitious people. Um, yes, they are in a bit of a rush, uh, but but I feel they're a much smarter lot. I think when we talk about a knowledge era, I think we are typically now seeing the real uh, bunch of real knowledge workforce. I mean, why would big organizations be getting created at the age of 25, 27? Because there is a wealth of depth that is there with this. Uh, so I, I I honestly really uh, welcome the way this generation is really uh, looking at yes people do have differences on, on different views on that but I have found them very very smart and I, I think if you just channelize their energy I think they can do wonders and uh, the converse question to all the millennials is 
then are the older generations or the older people adapting fast enough to them? Or do you I, see a civilizational <laughs> conflict evolving? I, I, I think the folks like us, I mean, look, if, if I am there and if I am running a company... I'm older than you. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, I think if you're running a company today and you've got a young bunch of people working with you, I think it's, it's very important for us, people like us, to let go some of our habits. I think it's very, very important. For instance, if, if I run a, uh, uh, if I have an office today, right, the whole environment today is about an open office environment. So if you come to Simply HR, you will almost feel you're in a tech company where there are long tables out there. There are no cabins. If the cabins are there, it's like a meeting uh, room. So we have been very conscious as an employer also that be like them. I think that that's more important. They like openness. They like transparency. I think they love to work together. I yeah. think those are the habits that we need to kind of, uh, you know, adapt. I think that that's very important. Mm. Uh, it's the speed that they're looking at. I mean, if, if I'm going to take too much of time in responding to one of their query, that's not going to work. I, I think they expect speed. So I think for us as older generation, am I as tech savvy as as, as much as they are? You know? and, and so that becomes very important that how... I have really equipped myself to handle this bunch of people. Interesting. And, you know, you, I'm sure, work with a lot of small companies, a lot of startups, you know, because that's an area where you can give a lot of expertise. What are some of the mistakes that startup entrepreneurs make with regard to people? I think our own experience over these nine years, uh, for a longish time, they continue to manage HR on their own. And, and, and that is where a, a large mistake happens. Um, they would continue to kind of uh, do the hiring themselves, do the paperwork themselves, do the salaries themselves. I think those are things they need to very quickly get off as much as possible. And there are enough and plenty people outside now whom you could seek help of and get that expertise in and, and, and just focus on the business. Uh, I think they need to also understand and appreciate the importance of people. Uh, the whole human resources itself is, is such a critical piece, like I said earlier, that organizations are made of people. Uh, not many really figure that out soon. And, and the sooner they do that, I think the better it would be. Otherwise, the whole burnout, the churn, the partnerships breaking out, I think this whole, uh, the whole game of people management itself consumes them so much that they get lost from their original paths of really creating a business. You know? So it just doesn't make sense why you should be spending or doing so much of people practices yourself. Yeah. True. And uh, for a lot of the young entrepreneurs, what systems should they put in place to seek accountability of people who work in their teams? I think, so that is the other very important thing which we keep telling uh, or advising the young entrepreneurs is that have complete clarity when you're hiring somebody. I think it's very, very important. Am I really sure for what am I hiring this person? For? And, and I think one of the practice that I really figured out in some of my stints earlier in life was that how induction itself becomes very critical. How are we onboarding people in a company, especially if it's a startup? Yeah, I think it, it, there's a lot of romance around startups, but I think People need to realize it's a lot of hard work. Absolutely. And uh, so I think somewhere the owners, founders need to really clearly put on a paper, what am I expecting from this uh, from this person? I think if those 
things are laid out very clearly on day one itself and then do a very rigorous review of that mm. i think that keeps the person on on track very interesting so you know rajesh you've spoken about technology yes. a few times including that you know the older people must mm. understand millennial technology that i can use that term yeah what is the role of technology in hr i think uh, a lot uh, and i think a lot will happen uh, as we as we move forward a uh, lot of chunk of uh, the whole transactional uh, piece of hr has been already taken away and and that is what our product also talks about where we say look these all these pieces of right from joining to exit the whole life cycle of an employee can be just taken away by technology or a platform uh, which uh, which means that it frees up people to do much more um but will the technology stop at just the transactional stuff it's going to go beyond i i think a lot of engagement practices are being driven by apps now for instance a lot of hiring practices are being driven by some very interesting tech platforms now so i think we will see more of that added to that will be the whole data piece that will come into play in a big way and i think the whole combination of technology and data itself will really propel hr into a very very different domain altogether which we have never seen before i think a lot of interesting insights will happen uh, i think a lot of more solid recommendations will come to the leadership courtesy these two so i think it it's again a, a situation where do i resist these uh, uh, happenings or do i do i just embrace it mm-hmm. and it's about time for the leadership to again embrace and then take things forward from there and a related question you know uh, i was uh, in china last year and i was looking at the incredible amount of robotics that's come. absolutely big time you know, big huge time. amount of big time and it's big. beginning to come to india absolutely and absolutely. a lot of these robotics while they may not uh, reduce uh, the workforce will certainly warrant a retraining of the workforce absolutely i i think it's it's like and i keep quoting this example of of the banking industry in india i mean there was once upon a time when the computers were coming there was an absolute fear being created that you know the jobs are going to be yeah. taken away yeah. computer won't but i i think end of the day 20 years down the line i think technology has only enabled it has made Correct. it has simplified everything Correct. you know look at the atms of the world i mean you don't have to now stand in a cash queue cashier queue rather than you just go to a machine and just take out cash i think that's a huge benefit So one more question on simply HR before we move to the sure. personal question. Sure. Um, tell us about your initiative, Simply Evolve. Simply Evolve is is something that that we kind of worked on, uh, given the kind of uh, inquiries that were coming from the market uh, for a for a year or two now, and a lot of interesting inquiries around training managers uh, for leadership roles. so these were mid level people and and probably for first time managers and we started designing a couple of two day program kind of a thing and i think that is where one day when i was sitting with my website guy i i said look we need to create a separate vertical for this and then we need to lay a lot of focus on this because clearly there is a struggle in the in the in the market and and people are not really finding how do we equip such managers to move to the next level and i think that is where the word evolve came and and we felt there has to if a manager has to become a leader there has to be a natural evolution that needs to happen mm-hmm. and that's where of course our pet simply still continues and that's where we married simply okay. evolve okay. and we wanted to make it very very simple i think the whole format of simply evolve is 
very interactive, very engaging, uh, very gamified. I think those are the things that we are looking at to make training itself a very, very interesting experience. And, and in these two years, I think we have had some very good uh, stories going with the clients whom we have worked with and carried out some interesting workshops for people. So that, that we see for me personally, I think that is something that I'm spending a lot of time in because I feel it's, it's a good time to give back. And so when you are huddling there in, in a workshop with about 20 uh, managers, I think there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge, a lot of insights that you can share with them, shape them up. I think that is that is really been very satisfying. So here's a couple of questions for you on startups. Um, you know, we all know that nine out of ten startups don't make it. Absolutely. And in India particularly, um, failure is not seen to be acceptable because we've always been Absolutely. taught and we've taught our children you've got to come first you right. have to win etc etc how important is it to start teaching failure Absolutely. to startups we wouldn't have had a vidi siddhartha Absolutely. exactly the example that you took and i was just a couple of days last week only i was sitting with a with a person again a startup 10 year old company and uh, he said and he's he's come educated from abroad, came into India. He said, first time in 10 years, I'm experiencing slowdown and I'm questioning myself, where am I going wrong? And how do I handle this whole thing? So I think you, you're absolutely spot on when you say managing failure, teaching failure. I think that is where a lot of mentoring is coming in play. A lot of these young entrepreneurs, yes, they're unable to manage failure, that is where they seek uh, so-called help or solace or, or, or some quiet time to really figure out where am I going wrong. Mm. Um, I, and like you correctly said, we have been conditioned. It's only about success that counts. I think it's very, very important that you also talk about, look, failure will happen. And it doesn't mean the sky has fallen or the world has ended. Or look at the learnings from the failure. Look at the learning and don't commit them again. Correct. So I think... The startup community, again, needs to really understand that not everything will work all the time. And there will be things that will be going wrong. But do you have a plan B? Do you have a plan C? I think if you are well equipped to manage or handle failure, I'm sure you will be able to make your way. And at the same time, another thing that is evolving, mm -hmm. speaking to somebody and we've done a couple of interviews and I've done some writings on it, on this whole subject of entrepreneurial depression. Oh, yes, big time. I, I think depression itself, I was reading somewhere again that it's one of the upcoming most prevalent disease which is there where, where I may not even know I'm, I'm suffering from depression because it, it's so difficult to diagnose. But uh, there are very clear indications that a lot of people are undergoing depression in a typical entrepreneurship uh, situation. That and, not and not recognizing. And not recognizing. And I think the whole comparison thing is so hard. And like you correctly mentioned, out of 10 cases, only 9 uh, are failing and, and one, are, 1 are just succeeding. So imagine the impact of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, and like, like I said, I mean, entrepreneurship for some people, they feel it, it's a cakewalk. I mean, it, it's, it's not. I, I mean, it's, it's a long battle. It's a marathon. You've got to be there for the long run. It's not a sprint. So uh, a few questions for you personally. What would be the three words or three adjectives that describe your strengths? 
So I, I think one has been uh, fortunate to have, like I mentioned, worked with good organizations, having done good HR. Uh, I think done HR in very, very different manner, uh, been very, very connected with people. Uh, so very first thing that uh, really strikes me and, and which I feel uh, people also probably find that uh, in me is, is being available uh, to everyone and anyone. I, I think that I've never been seen as a person who is just focused on a level of people and really not bothered. So if, if I've been, if I'm there, my door is all open. Anybody can just walk in. That's been the practice from day one. I think the number two has been, again, having worked in HR, I think one typically came out of any kind of uh, biases that could be there. And, and so the second word typically that would describe me is being inclusive. Mm -hmm. I think for me, for an HR guy, you need to be above everything. Right? You know, it could be caste, religion, whatever region, language and all, it just doesn't matter. So I think for HR guy to be seen as a fair person, uh, who's, who's equal to everybody is very important and that is what, what, what has strived for. I think the third thing would be, I think looking at the big picture, I think that is something that one has always uh, strived for, that even if one has led a HR company in a company, what are what is the next that we are doing? What is the next that we are doing? I think at, in Simply HR also, over the last nine years, every second, third year, there has been a new vertical that we have been launching. and. and completely going with the market. Mm -hmm. So we never wanted that we just stay put with some one vertical and just, you know, continue to work for 10 years like that. So I think this whole wanting to look where is the market and what is going to work, what is the thing you need to pull back, keeping the big picture in mind has been something again, which has come really helpful for me. Interesting. So a question that I ask all my guests, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of listeners, just assume that people of your, at your left, Stature would never have had a failure. So my question to you is, what is your biggest learning from your biggest failure? So I'm, I'm from a place called Ranchi. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's gone more famous lately for uh, uh, Dhoni. Dhoni. But uh, there was a time when I was deeply into cricket. Uh, I used to be a very fast bowler. Okay. And used to be a literary terror during my school times. And that is when my family also decided, you know, let's let's invest in sports for this this fellow. Out I went to Chandigarh from Ranchi in those years. And for some reason, I just went off track and got involved in some other things rather than staying focused on cricket. I count my not becoming a cricketer, especially a fast bowler, as one of my biggest failures. Okay. The learning there was very clear. I mean, if you have really gunning for something, you yeah. got to stay focused. Yeah. I think that really then put me into a situation that, okay, now that this is gone out of my hand, what is the next thing that you do? And I think that is where HR started happening and, and it was a, a simple passion that started growing and I think that has stayed on for these 30 odd years. And I think one has enjoyed doing uh, what one is doing right now. Well, I can imagine Indian cricket has lost. <laughs> you, would, you would have won far more <laughs> test matches abroad. All, all my schoolmates, they remember <laughs> if Rajneesh Name is taken, they say, oh, that fast baller used to hit us. And so, yeah, that's that's the way one is remembered. Yeah. So, my last question to you, you know, uh, you've been a successful manager and then you've been a successful startup entrepreneur. A lot of young people who watch our show listen to, uh, you know, advice that our people give. 
what would your advice be to uh, you know a young individual who's either going into the professional world or is becoming a startup entrepreneur so i i think uh, for the professional world very clearly uh, one needs to take a quick call once you're in the corporate sector are you in it for the long run whatever you have decided to do a lot of people study something but when they get into a work situation they start questioning themselves am i really cut out to be an engineer am i really cut out to be a chemical engineer or am i really cut out to be a ca and there have been interesting burnout situations which have happened because people really saw a misfit happening with what they have been taught and what they are practicing out there so i think a quick call needs to be taken am i doing the right thing and is this for the long run i think that's a call a young person needs to take very clearly as early as possible rather than wasting your years okay. i think the people starting their own business i think for them also very very important find the right people to work with i think i always uh, advise this that don't start up as a solo i think it's always better to have couple of partners because it's a very very tough journey out there you need a bunch of people to be working together and typically people whom you have known for some time i think that should be the starting point the second i think very important is what need are you really addressing so the whole power of the idea itself has to be such solid that yes it can stand the test of times and i think the third very important is the timing on whether you are going to raise funds what is the time when you should be looking out i think that those three if we get you know the right people uh, i think the idea and and the money if you can get that right i, th- I think there could be a good story going fantastic that's great advice Rajneesh, thank you very much. Pleasure. I think it's been a delight and Absolutely. pleasure to have you on our show. Absolute pleasure. And I wish Simply HR lots and lots of success. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply search for the brand called you. Thank you and see you next week.